0: We can't control whether we're attractive or not, but we can try to control our weight. We can try to control how our bodies look. And when we do that, we could become a bit of a slave driver to our bodies. We'll put it through whatever means necessary. And we're not very nice to our bodies. And that creates a whole nother juxtaposition, which is our relationship with ourselves and our bodies is not a loving one. It's actually very unkind, very abusive and that's never gonna to lead to happiness. Hello, everyone. This is Whitney Walker, host of the Women Waken podcast, where we help women navigate relationships, emotional healing, and building self-confidence for a better life. On this, my first solo episode, I want to piggyback a little bit off of last week's episode, which was with a eating disorder-informed nutritionist, Jen Powers. We had an amazing conversation about eating disorders and body image and how to reach a healthy place in your relationship with food, with eating, and with your body. And it got me thinking about how pervasive and prevalent body image issues, and eating disorders are for women and why this is. In all honesty, this is something I've thought about for a long time as someone who has struggled with an eating disorder since 14 years old. At this point in my life, it's much less a part of my life, and I probably have the greatest amount of peace and the healthiest relationship with my body and food that I've ever had. But it's been a very long road and a very exhausting road, and I think that that's something... That I always like to acknowledge, whether it's with my clients or with friends who are going through an eating disorder, is just how exhausting it is. When I was in the thick of it, it felt like it took up so much of my thoughts, consumed so much of my energy. To the point that I often wonder, in regards to an eating disorder, as well as any addiction, if sometimes it isn't just an attempt to fixate on something and escape from other aspects of our lives that we would have to address or give our time and energy to if we didn't have these distractions. Now, of course, this isn't the only reason why we develop addictions or eating disorders. I think a lot of it also has to do with an inability to find or perceive value in ourselves free from how we appear in the world, our physical appearance, how attractive we are to others, how much people appreciate and acknowledge us. I think that most women can remember the first time that they felt criticized or judged or mocked based on how they looked and how much of an impact that can have. So my question for today is, why is it that women are so self-conscious? Where has this come from? Why did this develop? And why has it created the enormous epidemic of women's insecurity and struggles with body image issues, body dysmorphia and eating disorders. So when I think about it, I consider that as far back as we know in human history, the history books will tell us, pictures will tell us, movies will tell us that women are seen and viewed for their appearance. Now, If we look into the concept of the goddess, we recognize that the woman is a miraculous thing. They are of great beauty and remarkable in the intricacies and complexity of their looks, whether it's the curves of their body or the different highlights of their facial features, their hair. There's so many different components to women that are fascinating. It's why we are the goddess. It's that we're made up of so many different colors from an enormous palette. And we evoke really strong feelings in others, both women and men, and all people. And it's meant to be this way because women are the creatrix. We are the ones who create life. We are the ones who attract those who want to create life with us. So the issue is not with How high our potential is for great beauty and seduction and sexiness. The issue is how do we write ourselves? How do we bring back into balance the dance between being something and expressing something? How can we be a symbol and expression of love and attraction and vivaciousness and all of these things? but yet hold within us a greater fundamental knowing of our value and worth and not have one dependent on the other. Because I think that's where we find ourselves. I think that it feels like so much is riding on how we look, specifically for women. I know it's no picnic for men either. It never has been, and I think it's only escalated just like it has for women. I think that men often feel an immense amount of pressure Yet it's not talked about as much, and I would venture to say that it's probably not as high of a degree and percentage that women experience it. I believe that majority of women feel that they are valued and judged primarily on their looks. Another component is that for anyone who's struggling with internal turmoil, whether it's low self-confidence, low self-esteem, trauma they've experienced, a lack of love for themselves... It can be tempting to believe that we can fix things on the outside and therefore experience greater resolve and peace within. There's a beautiful quote that I read when I was in my mid-twenties and facing this beast of self-destruction, self-rejection, low self-esteem, just facing it head on. And I started going to this beautiful bookstore called East West Books. And basically it became my sanctuary. And I would collect quotes and read books on spirituality and looked into the concept of having a soul and recognizing that there was more to me than just how I looked because I'd fallen deep, deep into the despair of believing that my only value was if I looked right. And yet no matter how I changed myself, I was still miserable. So I came to the recognition that maybe there's something else here and maybe trying to fix things outwardly isn't the solution. And I found one quote that always stuck with me that said, to love yourself from the outside in is a doomed prospect. And that hit me really hard because I realized that's exactly what I was trying to do was to try and fix myself outwardly so that somehow I would find it in myself to love myself inside as well. And another quote I appreciated And this was when I was in treatment for an eating disorder was something along the lines of how wonderful it would be to see yourself as someone rather than something. Because I think that also perfectly encapsulates anyone in the midst of an eating disorder, specifically eating stuff and body image. You begin to associate more with being seen as something primarily thin, or maybe you want to be strong or perfectly fit. Whatever it is, it's wanting to be seen as something and forgetting that you're actually someone. Or maybe we've lost faith that we could actually be valued or appreciated as just someone. So all of these concepts I think are important to discuss and to explore in regards to eating disorders because My greatest question and my purpose in having this podcast and in the work I do is to ask these questions about why do we live the way that we do? Why are things this way and what can we do to change them? Because so many things about the way that we live are undesirable, specifically about how we feel about ourselves as people, as individuals, how we treat ourselves, how we think about ourselves we tend to lean much more towards criticism, judgment, and rejection of self rather than compassion, kindness, and acceptance of self. And I think all the time about what can turn the tides. A lot of my podcast is based on considering self-talk. How do we talk to ourselves? How do we treat ourselves? What is our relationship with ourselves? Because that can tie in to almost every single addiction, we develop disorder, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, and truly the barrier that keeps us from becoming our full authentic self, being able to experience peace, happiness, and a sense of freedom. Because as long as we have these beliefs that we have to love ourselves and be loved on the outside in order to love ourselves on the inside, we're not free. Because we have no control over how we show up in the world, in a large part. This is how we showed up. This is how our face is structured. This is how our body is built. And yes, we can try, as we might, to change those. And I have nothing against that, because I've done it myself. So I'm not one to judge. And I think that it's perfectly fine. Yet I think there's always the question that is important to ask, which is, do I really believe that this will get me closer to what I feel I want. Because often anything external, superficial is never going to resolve the emotional strife or pain within. And that's what I found for myself. Self-talk isn't everything, but it's sort of the connector between what we're choosing to do and why we're doing it, right? So if we don't like the way that we look, if we don't like the bo- our body, if we don't like how people speak of us or look at us, because again, that's another challenge and hurdle that women come across is you can try to go about your life. But when you don't look how what's aligned with society's standards, it's very spoken upon. It's often pointed out for women. Right. And especially now with the advent of social media and everything being online and being able to see so many images of people who are photoshopped and look perfect it can be hard not to feel like we want to just be able to show up and be seen in a certain light in an accepting light that's been the biggest struggle I've had when it came to feeling that I needed to go at whatever means I had to to be a certain weight to be thin enough was that When people like how you look, they're nicer to you. They're kind. And that kindness, you know, we're not really able to separate that, oh, this isn't really about me. They just like how I look. The way we look feels like it's a part of who we are. We identify very strongly with that in this life. I'm a believer that what we truly are is an infinite essence, a soul, and that we chose to come into these bodies and have this unique experience. Yet that doesn't really do it for me when I try to tell myself not to worry about whether I'm attractive enough. Whether if I was more attractive, then maybe I'd have the relationship I always dreamed of. I'd be happier because I would get more attention and more people would like me. So that's a hard belief for us to shape. Is that who we are is okay and acceptable and lovable regardless of how we appear. So as I was saying, when I would get... Deep into my disorder, that seemed of the utmost importance. It also felt like something I can control. And obviously, eating disorders are often associated with control. It's not all they're about, but it's a lot of what they're about is feeling like, with everything else in our lives, that we can't change, that we can't affect, we can't control how people feel about us, we can't control whether we're attractive or not, but we can try to control our weight. We can try to control how our bodies look. And when we do that, we could become a bit of a slave driver to our bodies. We'll put it through whatever means necessary. And we're not very nice to our bodies. And that creates a whole another juxtaposition, which is our relationship with ourselves and our bodies is not a loving one. It's actually very unkind, very abusive. And that's never going to lead to happiness. As in all of my episodes, I will always be alluding to the fact that we don't have to live this way anymore, and it's time for a change. So the question is always, how does that change occur? What can we do to bring that change about? Well, this one is tricky because it goes back a long way, as do so many of our traumas and struggles in this world. It's stuff that we have been doing since the dawn of time for man. And it's deeply ingrained in our psyches and our beings and our and generational beliefs that keep us in these places. Fortunately, we have tried to make a movement towards body acceptance and self-love and all of these things. But all of these things are just concepts until they're actually felt. So I guess what I want to offer today is that I believe that the more we see ourselves as a whole person rather than any one part of ourselves only, the more we can rise above that often very strong pull towards feeling that we need to be something rather than accepting ourselves just as we are. So our body and our appearance can feel like something powerful, but it's based on the power we give it. And yes, society gives looks the most power when it comes to women. Sometimes it can feel like if you were born beautiful, you won the lottery, you're set for life. But if you talk to anybody who's always been very attractive, you're not often gonna find that it made their life perfect and made everything good for them. Life is life, and again, externals are not who we are. And being very attractive can get complicated, Because those who are, well, they start to wonder if people only like them for how they look. Really, it's not easy for any women, except for the ones that have decided that they just like who they are as they are. I'd like to talk to more of those women. I'd like to have them on this show and share the ways that they were to find a way to peace and acceptance of themselves. I know that in my own journey, in the past Oh, goodness, over 20 years now that I found greater peace as I get older, as I do see the parts of me that are not on the outside. My strength, my determination, my tenacity, my intelligence, my interests. And as I get more involved and as I focus more on wanting to look at the bigger picture and help others and see how can I be an integral part, a beautiful part of this transition That humans are making, because I believe we are moving away from the age of this emphasis on power and greed and addiction, seeking greater attention, success, all of these externals. We're moving away from that because we're realizing that as enticing as it can be, as seductive, it leaves all of us feeling empty. Because it's not related to ultimate truth about who we are, which again is that we're infinite beings, that we have a beautiful soul, that we will go on forever, and that this life is just one little experience in a whole never-ending pool of experiences. So as I've been started to embrace that, it does get better. I still have days more than I'd like to admit that I feel fixated on the externals. And it's usually when things aren't working out for me as I'd like them to, whether it's progress in my professional work, feeling like I matter, feeling like what I'm doing matters, then I start to, I need something to blame. So I blame how I look or I fixate on certain features and things that I wish I could change as if that was the solution. I find in those moments my biggest relief comes from helping others, realizing that I'm really kind of stuck in my own head and too fixated on myself, and it's time to look to how I can help somebody else because I know that I'm just fine. These problems with the externals are made up. They're not real when it comes to feeling like we need something to change to be of value. We are of value, infinitely, ultimately, always. And the interesting part is that the sooner women come to realize that and we stop competing with each other and we stop fighting and destructing ourselves, our true nature is going to come forward, which is being those that hold life and birth life. And we can birth a new way of life together where we're actually able to implement more of the feminine principles like love, compassion, balance, harmony, kindness. And from those seeds, a whole new world blossoms. The world the way it is now was born of different seeds. We know what they are. Greed, power, competition. And we're getting closer to a new time, but it's going to take us to change that. And the change always has to come from within with the individual first. So we look to ourselves and we say, okay, I'm struggling with this. I feel so critical of myself and I don't think I can ever accept myself. I get it. I feel that way most of the time. But guess what? I'm not giving up this fight. I have really bad days, even bad weeks, where I think, oh, my gosh, I just want to throw in the towel. This is a thankless fight. It's a losing battle. But then I get inspired. Then something lifts me up just enough that I can keep going. And I'm excited for what's on the other side of this for all of us. So for those out there who are struggling and feel like they're never going to be able to give up this fight, And just surrender and be able to see just how remarkable and amazing you are for so many reasons. Just know that there are many of us right there with you in this fight. And I think that the more we can help one another, the sooner we can get to a place of peace and acceptance. And just try to start small, even if it's finding one moment in your day where you can say, damn. That's really awesome that I can do this, that I did this, that I am like this, that I have this beautiful heart, that I have this amazing drive, that I have this incredible knowledge, focus, gift, whatever it is, anything that's not something that you can see, embrace that because that is who we really are. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. My first solo episode, I'll be doing lots more so I can speak to you a little more directly and elaborate a little bit on some of the topics that are brought up in my episodes with guests and in my series, because I'm a big believer in speaking as being the first step towards transformation, revolution, and change. So thank you for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you have any thoughts on this episode today, or would like to hear any topics discussed, please email me at whitney at Thank you so much and have a beautiful day.